Hey guys, welcome to another episode of COVID Converse where we have real conversations with real people about what wellbeing looks like in a pandemic. I'm really excited to be here and we've got the full crew with us today. Uh, do you want to say uh, hi, how are you going guys? Hey Griggsy, good to see you. Sorry I missed the show yesterday. Getting a little bit chilly, I got the beanie on but uh, looking forward to the session. Yeah man, it's, uh, it's starting to get cold in Melbourne which is not a good prognosis, um, but happy to be here today and with a very, very special person. Um, I'm very excited to, to have a chat with, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We've got our first guest from South America here today and very excited to hear how it's going over there. Denise, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. So Denise, how, how are you seeing everything over in, um, in Chile at the moment? What's, what's the situation? What sort of um, uh, arrangements have, have, have you got with your, well, I guess, what have the government put in place there? Yeah, well, it's been pretty awkward here because um, we've been watching from the news all what's been going on in the world, but here in Chile is not, well, it hasn't been the government haven't done much and that's i think is a worry for all of us um what we have now well we have a, like a capital city in the middle of the of the country you know chile is a very large country and the capital is just is kind of in the center and it's there where some of the things are happening in terms of um putting people safer so six um kind of councils or suburbs if you want are closed like in lockdown uh six only six of them but just in the capital city we've got like 50 and something and only six of them are closed and that's all the councils that are closing the country so this um this uh thing started because the government saw that um all these suburbs were the actually the common pattern of um, transport that people used every day to commute to work so it's like the most used kind of um, uh, way of transport so they shut them down so that people don't still are not still crowd in the public transport but that doesn't mean that um, people are safe or people are at home all the time because you, you can't go out and that's true, you can't go out in these little councils but um, you can still go out if you are from another, another suburb or another region. So it's kind of complicated and in the whole rest of the, of the country um, there are not very much measures taken right now. So people are still like looking down by themselves, but because we want to, so I'm doing that and I'm not going out, out my house, but because I want to, and because I think it's necessary right now. Uh, but for example, but we know that uh, the coronavirus is present in all over the country. So I'm right now, I'm living in the south of Chile, 
And um, in, in my place, in, in this region, which is really is a little town, um, we have coronavirus cases here. I think yesterday were six or five. And um, that's uh, also something that you get worried about. And um, everyone is the same because the government haven't taken any measures yet here. So actually we are like alone. I, I feel that and I think, and I know that lots of my people feel the same. Um, you have to take your own measures. You have, to, you have to take care of yourself by yourself. So what that's been going on, what that's been going on is that um, in some of the regions, so you can't enter a region of the country without uh, having like a sanitary passport. That's what it, it's called here. And then uh, that kind of, that kind of um, measures how many people goes inside and outside. And, and sometimes they, they um, measure your fever and something like that. But it's not, it's nothing is strict and you can still uh, move from um, some regions of the country. So um, that's the situation. Yeah, overall. Denise, that, that's interesting. It's, it's um, yeah, another different take that we find um, as we have been speaking to people in different countries. It's, yeah, it seems to be all variety of approaches to this situation. But in your country, do you think... Um, Sounds like a bit of a sort of hands-off approach by your government, but do you think that's a result of not um, recognising the problem or not wanting to be overly sort of prescriptive to, um, to the population about how they live their lives or, or something else? No, yeah, that's a good question. I think it's actually a concern and it is a concern from the, for the government and it's been from like many weeks now. So we can see like in the, mov in the movies, in the, in the news and uh, the, the government is, is talking, people from the government, the minister, the president, they are talking all the time and they're having some of these measures uh, put down uh, all the time. And they, they have some measures and I was just talking about the lockdown because I think that's the most important measure in my opinion, that's something that we, we need and we needed yesterday and last week. We don't need it now or tomorrow. So that's what I'm concerned about. But I think they are having, uh, they are taking measures and they are doing things they feel are fine, but the approach they are taking, and it's very interesting because it's very similar to the UK approach at the beginning. I don't know if you guys remember that the UK was like uh, freezing with any measures at, this, at the beginning and they were not taking people uh, on lockdowns and things like that and people really needed it and they were freaking out. And then now um, we have like lots of people sick, very, very sick in the UK and lots of death every day. Yesterday, what, 800 and things are going crazy over there. And I think that's a, like a political approach and that's a decision to make uh, like everyone, everyone that needs to be sick can be sick and then uh, we're going to take the measures afterwards and then people who are going to survive are going to survive and the crisis is going to happen that way. And I think the measure is really similar here and that's a political decision more than avoiding 
um, this, the problem or not seeing this as a problem, I think that's a political decision. And I'm not, I not agree with that decision. I think we, we need to, um, more. But there are some funds that they're putting in place. I think it was like um, 11,000 million US dollars uh, from the government, for example, to build uh, hospitals and just check um, the proper measures. And also the, the sanitary passports that I already told you, I don't know if I'm translating it good, but um, and things like that are put in place every day. It's just that I feel that the obvious measure that we need to have right now is to be safe and, the, and having a lockdown throughout the country is the, is the common answer. And also, um, we don't have like as workers here we don't have a law that actually protect people the working class to to maintain their jobs with um total liberty because we have a we have a law of the it's called i um, i don't remember i have it here i don't remember the the name of the law but it's like a working law for for people who are losing their jobs and and actually there are some um funds that are being injected to 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 big and small companies to make people still working but still it's not something that assure people to uh not being abused in their jobs and some people still they have to work a lot they are paying less by their employers and they don't uh, have any any protection over that so actually the employers can do anything that they want with their employees so it's kind of really really worrying situation for lots of people right now it's a struggling time there is so many things in that that we really should talk about um the first one that is in my brain is what is a sanitary passport um, <laughs> straight after that i'm, 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 I'm translating well yeah you know, it's, tell, tell me about it how do you do you have one how do you get one how does it work but besides that um we talked a lot about i guess the government and these measures and you know all over the world people are, are really questioning governmental responses to COVID 19. um and that's hard, but I think it all kind of comes down to what is the experience down on the ground. So I'd love to hear about how this is affecting you. Um, what, you know, why did you choose to take on lockdown when the rest of your country isn't? And um, yeah, what's been going on for you? Um, tell me that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good question. Well, this is affecting everyone in a different way. Everyone is a world. And then um, for me, it's been, uh, well, I can't deny that I'm very, very lucky and I'm very grateful for the life that I have in right now because that's also uh, keeping me on every day. And I think that's most of the, that's one of the things that um, makes me uh, go on and just survive all this crisis because i could if i if i sit in front of the of the tv watching the news for one hour 
I will rapidly and easily feel that everything in this is the end of the world and everything is gonna end up and um, actually like dead <laughs> and everything is fucked up and I I don't want to <laughs> live here anymore. But um, the thing that the thing that actually um, allows me to to go on on my mood and be okay is um, being grateful for for what I'm having right now. And I'm living in, as I told you before, I'm living in the south of the, of the country. And this is actually my very favorite place in the world, I think, or in Chile at least. I'm not sure, but this is a very beautiful place to live. And I love it. And I am in this town, we have a lake and a volcano. Um, and I really, really love it. And I can, I can connect to nature as well. And that's something that puts me on every day. And I'm super, super grateful of being in a lockdown here. And that's also something that allows me to give to people. So I feel that I'm, I'm grateful for what I have and I'm using that to just give to people that are in a worse position. And I have lots of people like struggling a lot in, in lots of friends in different parts of the world and and family and and yeah and i'm trying to do it through my work um i'm curious because you pointed out you know a lot of stuff there about how you're coping and maintaining your well-being through all of this um despite some difficult conditions um like being grateful connecting to nature um and you also talk about using what you have to help others. I'm just wondering if you can give us um, some examples, like how are you doing these things? Like how does that look where you are? Yeah, sure. Um, well, the, the, the connection to nature, um, I'm, I'm, I'm also really lucky because it's actually kind of funny. We, we don't have a washing machine here <laughs> in my house. So we have a, a washing machine in the countryside, which is like a 30, 30 minutes by car. And because my partner's, par, my, my partner's uh, parents have a little house in the country house, in the countryside, and there's a washing machine. <laughs> so actually we had to go there. I mean, tr we tried to go there every week to wash our clothes. And then it's, that's an, an amazing place to be and we don't see any people. So I'm super, I'm super grateful because I have that, you know, that space every week. And sometimes when we go outside to buy to the supermarket, for example, which is like once every two weeks, um, I, I go to the lake just for a little while to connect with the water, to see the light, to see the volcano. And just by being there and if this can this can last like literally one minute or five minutes, but it's much uh, it's it's really helpful to feel how it's affecting my my bodily sensations and my and my emotions and it's it's uh, something that I can do so I do it and it's something that makes me um, go on. It's like a hug that I give to myself and that's that's the part of the nature and 
and the part of the uh, helping people how I can when I do it from my work I'm I'm a, well I'm a clinical psychologist so I'm working with my with some of my clients right now but I'm also um, actually growing a, a project that I had on uh, making psychology and therapy closer to people uh, especially migrants because migrants, I was a migrant and I still are. And I know how difficult it is to cope with your mental health when you're a migrant. And one of the things that have helped me a lot to survive in my migration experience is therapy. So I'm, I'm putting out a, a very big project with very well, good friends, Latin American friends to make therapy closer to migrants in all the world so latin american people who are who speak spanish and who don't have the money to pay for uh, therapy in their countries when they live for example in an english-speaking country or another language speaking country uh, they can connect with a latin american um, counselor or psychologist and they can have therapy in their in their in their language in their culture, but also in less money in the money that they will pay in their countries, which is always uh, something that you can do if you're living in in a first world country and you're from Latin America. So I'm trying. Um, I actually, we are putting up this this thing now, and through the platform, which now is an Instagram web page. I'm doing my best to uh, put all the information that I have in friendly words to make people understand what's going on with the crisis in their lives. Mm -hmm. So for example, we're talking about how to deal with emotions in very easy steps or what are somatizations. I don't know if that's the correct pronunciation, but it's like when your body is affected because of your feelings. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so we are trying to put a lot of information and I'm trying to make that information pass like through my friends, my family and everyone that I know because I know I don't I don't know anyone that is not affected from this. Mm. And I'm just trying to give away information just to just to make people know what's going on with them and that make them feel that it's good to feel bad because everyone feels bad. Mm. And that's something that for me makes me survive to this, just to just to understand and just to do something for other people and to and and to and to make sure that everyone that I know can can understand how to do something with their own lives. And I'm very grateful because I know I have this, I have this information, but I think this information should be for everyone, everyone in the world. So that's something that I'm doing. And Denise, that that sounds like a really worthwhile and um, and interesting project. I look forward to to hearing how it goes and um, good luck with it. It's it sounds like it can give a lot of value um, to people. And I'm just on on that track. I'm just interested. Uh, what this is probably a big question, but what do you think is the future of your profession post COVID? So uh, I was thinking about this the other day and whether it will increase the amount of people who need to see a therapist um especially in a clinical setting or decrease because so increase because of 
obviously the trauma that, that will occur throughout the next year or two for the different things that will occur in people's life or lives. And on the flip side, the fact that financially it might be less viable for them to go and see um, a psychologist due to loss of work. What, what, what are your feelings on that? Mm, it's a good question. I haven't asked myself that question before, but I think that um, this is a, actually a moment of a lot of change and not only uh, political, economical change, but also internal change. And I think all the time when you are in a, a situation where you have, are dealing with the uncontrolling situations, you are dealing with yourself and to un controlling yourself as well. So this is a moment for a lot of people to get inside themselves and to grow themselves. And I think that it's, it's really special in that point of view that a lot of people is going uh, inside and it's, it's understanding um, what's going on with me, what's going on with my body and how to make myself healthier in a physical way, in a mental way. Um, so I think there is a, a lots of chances, big chances that people can, after this crisis, can be more aware and can be more um, self-concerned for saying in a way, not like in a selfish way, but mm -hmm. just to uh, understand more the, about themselves. And that's pretty good. And I don't know um, how that could... Um, impact in the therapy setting because actually if for me if people are um, uh, aware of themselves that can be actually pretty good and because I know it because I've studied it and I work with it I know that if you're more aware of yourself and you work with yourself in your own life then you don't need to see a therapist because you can actually rely on your own resources but uh, also can um, uh, in, can imply that you need to talk more and you need to um, understand things about you and you need to heal more and you are aware of what you need to heal. So actually it can be both ways and it's a very, very good question. I hope people can be uh, uh, and more aware of what they need in their lives and they can, after this crisis, start recognizing the resources that they've got that's the aim of my of my profession and what I just want for the world, um, and I think it's a good opportunity to start in doing it. I mean, there's lots of easy resources right now. Like all, lots of people like me are giving away um, therapy, or uh, I mean, giving away like um, offering for free, like therapy resources, information to be with yourself, and that is a pretty good moment to 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 do it. Yeah. First off, I want to say amazing work. I love you. It's just so yeah, kind I and beautiful that, you know, the team that you have over there in South America is doing that. Um, I know from, for me, you know, we've been talking about people in disadvantage, you know, homelessness. We've been talking about domestic violence rates going up. Um, but I haven't thought about migrants. And there are plenty of migrants in Australia right now that are over here and they maybe don't have the protection, exactly. they don't have the things that are going on with the government that we're getting, um, and they don't have the support either. Um, so it would be amazing to pass that on to different communities um, and share that. 
the second thing I really want to pick up on uh, that you brought up for me is there's been a lot of talk about change, how we're in a moment of change. But I think a lot of people see that as understanding that the systems that we work with, you know, aren't as stable as we thought they were. Um, there's a fragility um, that we're talking about. But what you brought up is a different type of change, which is people have never been more thinking about their health. Their health is, you know, at the front of their mind, right? In different ways. Like with COVID, everybody's concerned with how healthy am I? Because there's a direct link right now. Um, but that's extending beyond just physical health. That's mental health and all these other things. And I know us in this well-being space, we've always kind of waited for that time for people to see how important all of this is. And I think what you're finding there is people are kind of ready now. They're understanding that at the end of the day, all they really have is this body and this mind. And if you're not taking care of it, then, you know, what have you really got? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's so important to, to get that. I mean, in my, and, and I'm talking about just my uh, personal experience with my friends who uh, sometimes didn't know that they were um, feeling bad before or in the past but they have been this for example physical reactions in her in their body all the time and now they know and now they are connecting or oh, maybe this is because I'm worried that I'm going to the supermarket or oh, this is because maybe because I have I know that a friend of a friend has COVID and things like that and this started with this and yeah people are starting to make connections with themselves um, and this, this, is, this is really, really, really important. I think we are in a moment of internal change. And in Chile, actually, this started last year because we had a social crisis, like a very big, big impact of everyone. This social crisis was because of the government as well. People are very unsatisfied, unsatisfied with the government. This is Chile, I don't know if you know or if I told you before, but Chile is one of the most unequal countries in the world. They have like a, a, like a high class, very, very rich, and then a lot of people who are in a very vulnerable positions. positions. So um, people are tired of that. And this internal, this internal change started in October last year. And people started changing and started protesting and started changing things here. And... Um, I heard about that internal change a lot. And now with this, it's like uh, summing, summing things one on top of the other. And um, it's gonna be big, it's being big. Denise, we're almost out of time. Um, unfortunately, it absolutely flies um, when we're having a conversation like this, but I'm just wondering if there is anything that we haven't yet asked you about that you maybe wanted to chat or discuss with us. Um, I don't know. No, I think I already told you. Yeah, everything. There was definitely a lot of information where we, we covered a lot of different areas and um, it's amazing what you can get through yeah. in 20 minutes. I, I still don't know what a sanitary passport is. Please, someone tell me. <laughs> Well, actually, it's just a, it's just a document. It's something that uh, you need to carry on to make to be able to um, move from one. So, what, how do you get one? Chile has like fifteen. No, it's um, it's something that 
you need to um what's the word um um uh, it's like an administration like a administration document i don't have the word i'm so sorry but it uh, it allows people to move from one region uh, to the so other is and it like you can't get one it's given to you if you're if you have to move yeah and it's it's something that can make um uh different councils sure that you're okay that you're not having fever or you can actually move from one region to the other in the regions that are have this measure um put in place because it's not for for all the country maybe there's another there's a there must be another word for it i'm sure you guys in australia also have something like that but it's just a I, matter I, of translation I don't think we do I, yeah. you know and Kuzi's shaking his head as well i don't I, you know i, I think, think you do yeah. because what i i i heard from some friends that you couldn't move um, for, with more than two people in australia yeah. um and going to the beach you had problems and things like that maybe there's some kind of uh, you know, uh, registration process that you have to do as well? Nah, so uh, no, uh, sure. In Australia, it's not really registration. It's kind of like um, you have to be doing certain something. So for example, construction. Construction is still going out. If you're a construction worker, you're allowed to be on construction sites. If you're a teacher, you're allowed to be in schools and be outside and stuff. Um, if you're outside, then you can't be gathering, right? So if we see you gathering, they'll switch you up. But there's no kind of document or paperwork to allow you to go to yeah oh okay okay i was just gonna say um it brought up a, a funny funny image that i saw last night when you were saying um sanitary passport because i saw people who haven't got masks have actually been using sanitary napkins and <laughs> cutting cutting holes and putting yeah. two two elastic bands around to make yeah. a mask so i was just wondering whether there was any connection there but i don't think so um, <laughs> Denise, thanks so much for joining us. Um, really appreciate your time. It's been um, it's been a real pleasure having you on, and uh, we wish you all the best uh, going forward. Okay, thank you guys so much for having me, and I'd love to share a little bit of here of my country, my world with you. And I I, I really like what you're doing. This is it's an amazing an amazing idea. So thanks to you a lot for your work. You've been working so hard. Thank you so much. And it doesn't feel like work actually, and we have um, good conversations with good people. So um, yeah, but thank cool. you very much for that, Denise. So um, thanks everyone for tuning in and um, just like to remind you to subscribe, like, and share if you could with as many people uh, as you uh, feel uh, necessary. In the meantime, guys, you stay healthy, world.